Hello, I'm Elliot Blissett, the Director and Treasury Officer at Bank of America, and you're listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. Today's podcast is on the topic of managing the foreign exchange risk and costs associated with intercompany payment flows. Payments between subsidiaries of the same organization should be straightforward, but in practice, the introduction of scale and cross-border or cross-currency elements add significant complexity for the teams managing them. In addition, many organizations handle intercompany invoices manually without a structured and globally consistent workflow throughout the company. But if not managed effectively, these intercompany invoices can have a material drag on the cost, risk, and the operational efficiency of multinational companies. To understand how to overcome some of these challenges from people with first-hand experience of doing so, I'm delighted to be joined by Robin O'Mahony, Treasury, FX, and Liquidity Manager from Citiva, and Elizabeth Rowella, Director and Treasury Product Sales Manager at Bank of America. Welcome, Robin and Elizabeth. Hi, Elias. Great to be here and looking forward to the discussion. Hi, Elliot. Thank you for having me. Great. Robin, let's start with you. And if you don't mind, please give us an introduction to Citiva and its journey from GE Healthcare to being a standalone operating company within Danaher's life sciences segment. My name's Robin Omani. As you said, I manage the Treasury FX and liquidity for Citiva. Citiva is a standalone operating company within Danaher. We're really a leading provider of technologies in the biopharma space globally. We provide many of the tools and services that enable advancement in bioprocessing and life science research. Our legacy is long. We were part of the G Healthcare segment of General Electric before being acquired by Danaher in 2020. Great. And what were some of those challenges that you saw as you left GE Healthcare and became a standalone company within Danaher? I think you mentioned it yourself, to be honest. We operate primarily as a standalone operating company within Danner. Essentially, as we were acquired, we had to build out a full treasury function and suite of capabilities really from the ground up upon acquisition. As we went through that process of building out new infrastructure, whilst at the same time trying to maintain some semblance of normality or business as usual, We identified pretty early on that the intercompany process really stood out as being particularly manual and time intensive and somewhere we felt Treasury could really add some value either by process optimization or a more formal systematic solution. As we dug further into that process, we identified quite a few issues, I'd say, but one that stuck out initially was that we had a very large amount of intercompany invoices that were being left unsettled for 30, 45 days, which then obviously introduced pretty significant FX volatility to our balance sheet. That kind of gave us the initial impetus to dive a little bit deeper. And then as we began focusing more on the area, we built out better KPIs and metrics, which enabled us to see that by streamlining the intercompany process, we could really reduce a large volume of both our annual FX transactions and also materially reduce our multi-billion dollar gross FX exposure. really the best possibility of achieving that by implementing a multi-currency netting program, what we'd identified initially. Great. Thanks, Robin. Quite a lot of work to be done there as a new standalone company in building out that treasury team. And clearly you've identified a number of key areas to focus on there, including, as you mentioned at the end, netting. Elizabeth, perhaps this is a good opportunity to bring you in and perhaps building on that picture that Robin has set. Can you talk 
a little bit about the approach that Bank of America took in trying to build that netting solution to try and address some of those points that Robin has just mentioned. Sure. When Robin came to us, he had already identified that intercompany transactions were the driver of inefficiency and FX risk within Cytiva, and netting was the most top-of-mind solution to address those. To take a step back, multi-currency netting is a treasury process by which all of your intercompany AP and AR are aggregated and settled at once. So instead of each business unit settling their own AP and AR individually with other business units, all of the transactions get submitted to the netting center and net off together so that the business unit just has one single settlement to make per cycle. The result of this hits on the objectives that Robin had set out. It is an automated and efficient way to settle intercompanies. So in that way, you can settle more frequently. You wouldn't have items outstanding for as long as they were historically, and that cuts down on your FX risk. In addition to cost savings that this would introduce, on top of the reduction in FX volatility, you also trade less FX notional than if you were to settle everything gross, and you have less settlements to achieve. So there's transactional cost savings from that as well. Thanks, Elizabeth. Clearly, some significant benefits to be achieved by deploying netting. But netting is something which has been around for quite some time. It's generally used by corporates that are a little bit further along the maturity scale. Since netting is not a unique solution, what was unique about the way in which we deployed it for Cytiva and what was critical to this project's success? You're absolutely right, Elliot. Netting is not new and certainly plenty of corporates do it, but each netting solution is very different depending on the company's size, scale, technology, infrastructure, team bandwidth. And so each solution is customized for each client. And so as the banking partner on this project, we were very focused on making sure that we deployed the right teams and the right tools to support Cytiva in standing up a program. The backbone of the solution is the netting technology, a software platform that we provide powered by CoProcess. And that's where all of the transactions are submitted and all of the work is done to calculate the net positions, trade the FX, and execute the settlements. So that was certainly the key first piece. One area that was identified was the desire to settle more frequently than monthly. In order to be able to do that, you need a really tight process, as automated as it can be. We introduced a third-party treasury administrator to the relationship called Centralis. And then once the program is up and running, Centralis helps to make sure that each cycle is opened, facilitated, closed effectively, and you can go ahead and settle, in this case, on a weekly basis. Of course, there's also pure banking solutions underlying this, including the netting center accounts, the connectivity with our settlement platforms, and guaranteed FX rates for the FX execution on the back of each cycle. Thanks, Elizabeth. You mentioned the technology, clearly critically important here, as well as having that efficient process 
and with St. Charles bringing in that additional support. Now, something which perhaps is a little bit more unique that you mentioned at the end was guaranteed FX rates. Now, that's something that we hear a little bit less about, and I think sometimes it means different things to different people. So could you elaborate on what you mean when you say guaranteed rates? Sure. A guaranteed rate is simply a spot rate that's held for a period of time. That can be an hour. It can be up to 180 days. In the context of netting, what we're using the guaranteed rate for is to solve a very tactical rate mismatch that happens when you're settling your netting cycle, which is that you need a rate to calculate the participant positions. In the context of netting, the guaranteed rate application is to address the mismatch between the rate that you calculate your positions at and the rate that you actually execute in the market. Without a rate hold during that process, you're stuck with either residual balances in your netting center accounts, or you're trying to amend the notional amounts on your trade post-execution, neither of which is ideal because it adds to the manual work and reconciliation of the cycle. And like we said, we're trying to settle weekly and have a very tight process. Having just a short-term hold, in this case, it's four hours, that allows Cytiva to calculate the FX positions at the exact same rate that they execute in the market. So there is no cleanup work post-netting settlement. Great. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Robin, maybe you can comment then with the solution that was put in place. What kind of impact did this have on your business and how did this help your team to deliver? Sure. As we think about the benefits, I think, first of all, it's useful to think, what problem were we trying to solve? From our perspective, we really thought about that in three core categories. One was FX exposure. It's important to note is that Cytiva doesn't have an active hedging program. So in order to limit the impact of FX, it's critical that we eliminate, at least mitigate the exposures at source as much as possible. So with that in mind, we'd conducted a lengthy review process to identify the drivers and origination of our exposure which then strengthened the belief for that netting was the right solution. Second, the volume of intercompany settlements. Due to the business growth we had experienced over the prior years, coming up to 2020 and even since then, we'd seen a very significant increase in the amount and volume of intercompany invoices, which was a very manual process, an area we definitely wanted to simplify. And then standard enough one, but around the cost. Due to the fact that we weren't netting exposures, we were executing a considerable number of FX trades to settle cross-currency invoices. Those trades were, in many cases, pretty material. It became pretty clear that we were paying far more in FX spreads than maybe we had initially been aware of. With that context, as I think about what the solutions actually delivered, I think Elizabeth mentioned the fact that we're now running a weekly netting cycle. We saw a very significant reduction in our gross exposures and it allowed us to take the gain or loss to the P&L more regularly. And that meant then that we were severely limiting the surprise factor at month-end revaluation as visibility into the gain or loss as it actualized during the month. That was one piece. And then outside of the actual exposure reduction, we saw some pretty impressive results from a process perspective. We saw over 90% reduction in FX volumes. We saw about 71% reduction in our actual settlements, 93% reduction in the number of FX trades. And then, as importantly, we had 40 hours per week, which was saved just via the process optimization. And that was time that 
the intercompany team and the treasury team were able to redeploy elsewhere to more value-added tasks. Thanks, Robin. Clearly a very impactful project. And with some of those numbers that you mentioned in terms of reduction of exposures, reduction in some of those FX trades and what that meant for cost and some of the financial benefits. And then, of course, the 40 hours a week that was able to be redeployed by the various teams within Saitiva to more value-adding tasks. Clearly, that must have had a large impact on the way in which Treasury was viewed internally. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those secondary benefits and those knock-on benefits that you saw as a result of deploying the program? It's a very good point. I think initially when we came across the Danaher, we spent a huge amount of time really just identifying, measuring and reporting exposures. And it was really the classic story around the treasury, a black box and not really being too connected to the rest of the companies. We didn't really have the capacity at that point to partner with the various business teams around the globe. That's where the netting solution really drove a secondary or unexpected impact, I'd say. The impact of the solution, first of all, we had around 80 less wires a week, many of which would have been cross-currency, which was manual and time intensive. From process efficiency perspective, huge benefit there. As I mentioned, the 40 hours per week we saved then enabled us to really move further upstream in the FX origination process. And from there, partner with commercial teams within Saitiva to educate them on FX and ensure they had the right tools and knowledge at their disposal to help mitigate the FX exposure at source. As I think about that total FX exposure, since the implementation of that netting, we drove around a 60% reduction in our gross balance sheet exposure. The benefit is really being clear to see. And as I said, that secondary benefit of being more closely aligned with the rest of the organization has really driven a lot of benefits we didn't initially anticipate. Thanks, Robin. It's great to hear the positive impact that this has had and the ability for Treasury to play a more strategic role. Perhaps then turning to you, Elizabeth, and then to you, Robin, for other companies or other clients that might be in a similar situation to Citiva, what would you advise them to do? I think the experience that Robin shared with us today is really enlightening. Certainly, Cytiva is a bit unique in that the trigger to put together a netting program was a corporate restructure and the opportunity to build treasury operations from scratch. But I encourage all companies out there to keep an eye on how your intercompany settlement process is working. It's something we found that can fall through the cracks and having an efficient and automated process to handle those really can change the way that the full end-to-end treasury experience works. The one thing that I think Saitiva and Robin in particular did really well is once you figure out the symptom. In this case, it was outsized FX risk that was difficult to manage. Then take a closer look and investigate further. Understand the drivers behind that so that when you put in place a new process, whether that's netting or something else, you're addressing and resolving the underlying core issues. I completely agree, Elizabeth, with what you said. I think from our perspective, it's probably a little bit more straightforward because the solution that you provided was a lot of the work was done on the Bank of America and the Centrala side, which was hugely beneficial to us. So I think from our perspective, you know, the first step is understanding, as I mentioned, how the various Citiva legal entities around the world actually interacted with each other and how those relationships were creating FX exposures on our side. 
And then when I think about taking the first steps in the netting world, I'd say that having the right understanding of the drivers of the exposures is a key starting point. And that's something I think everyone's agreed on. I think from there, having the right internal and external partners to support you is really critical. From our perspective, I think that's what's really enabled the success in this project is the support we've had internally on the Cytiva side, but also from Centralis and Co-Process and Bank of America, of course. So we've been really appreciative of that support during this journey. And of course, as I've mentioned, the benefits have been numerous at this point. Great. Thank you, Elizabeth. And thank you, Robin, for those comments. This has been a fascinating discussion. We could be here for hours, but unfortunately, that's all we have time for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to close by thanking our experts, Robin O'Mahony and Elizabeth Rowella for their insight and participation today. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks, Elizabeth. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm Elliot Blissett alongside Robin O'Mahony and Elizabeth Rowella. As a reminder, you can find all of our previous editions through all the main podcast provider channels. Just search for Treasury Insights Podcast Series. Thank you for listening. Bank of America is the marketing name used by certain of the global banking and global markets businesses of Bank of America Corporation, lending, other commercial banking activities, and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America, NA, member FDIC, copyright 2023 Bank of America Corporation, all rights reserved.